Hey everybody, it's Charlie. Uh, I just want to let you know about a project that I am very happy to be involved with. It is a film called Call Me Lucky. Uh, if you don't know, it's the story of Barry Crimmins, who's an influential stand-up comic and political activist, directed by Bobcat Goldthwaite. It is out in theaters right now, so if you go to our website, callmeluckymovie.com, you will find showtimes and other information about the movie. And if you're not in a theatrical area where the movie is playing, you can get it on video on demand on August 21st, which is this Friday. So I would love for you to check it out. Uh, I'm really proud of it and really honored to be involved. So uh, would love to hear what you think once you, once you checked it out. So get ready and set your phasers to fun. Your life as it has been is over. That phaser's on fun. Let's be ready for anything. Welcome back to Set Phasers to Fun, everybody. Our dozenth episode. First of all, guys, big announcement. This is even a big announcement to Megan, because she doesn't know about it, because it happened 35 minutes ago. Oh my god, what could be? Set Phasers to Fun now has a merch store. You, the public, can now buy Set Phasers to Fun merchandise from Shopify.com. If you go to Set Phasers to Fun, and every word in that has a dash between it, so it's Set Dash Phasers, you get it. Set Phasers to Fun with dashes.myshopify.com. You're going to be able to order hoodies, t shirts, mugs onesies i don't know who could use that <laughs> uh there's a bunch of other products i just started it so well it's gonna be a full store do you know who it's gonna be customers one and two charlie fonville and uh, Megan absolutely unless lauren beats me to it <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's very exciting that is amazing and fantastic so set phasers to fun with dashes in it dot my Shopify, that's all one word. Dot com. Dot com. Sweet. And I will put that link in the description of this episode. And probably, I'll, I'll put it on the Podbean as well, so you can just click to it without having to trouble yourself with keyboard input. Let me tell you, I'm feeling something. I'm feeling a little sting. And you know what that sting is called? Legitimacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm feeling the sting of legitimacy right now. Yeah, we're not real unless you have a merch. Yeah, unless you're participating in our capitalist system, you're not a real thing. And by golly, we're a real thing, Charlie. High that's, fives across the universe. Smack. Yeah, back. We did it. So yeah, that's uh, that's big news. More big news coming. Ugh. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I don't know if you can get any bigger than you having your own merch store. We'll see how that goes. But then I've always been a dream smaller person. You've been. You're the big dreamer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm well, the medium-sized dreamer. We're a good team. In the team, insofar as that you have the big dreams, and I, I think, well, those are good ideas. I should have thought of that. <laughs> so really, well, I'm, dra- I'm dragging it down, Fonville. <laughs> yeah. In, in the dreams department. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of viewer mail to that effect. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Thank you. Let's go straight into viewer mail. We got some viewer mail. This is going to give us our subject for this week, I think. This comes in from Chris Pascal. Uh, he says, really enjoying the podcast. I think he binge listened. Um, 
enjoyed, he said, it allows casual fans like myself an outlet for the absurdity fun of the show while not needing a mountain of knowledge to follow whatever the hell you're talking about. That's our goal, Chris. Let me tell you this. That is 100% our goal. I like to live my life without needing a mountain of knowledge. That's one of my core values. <laughs> sure. How can I skate by knowing as little as possible in any given situation? Absolutely. I'm glad that's coming through loud and clear on this podcast. That is our credo and our code. Granularity is for suckers. <laughs> so he says, so cheers for fun. Cheers for other people who loathe the doors. And cheers for Jazz Court. Because oh. justice is between the notes is the, one of the funniest GD things I've ever heard. So a special call out for you, Megan. Good work. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, Chris. Uh, he has a comment about, um, I guess it was episode 10. That was our doppelganger episode. He said, we started talking about it and then got sidetracked. They were t- talking about Allegiance or the episode where they encounter Picard from Six Hours of the Future. And there were probably some more. Uh, he was looking forward to us talking about the other doppelgangers. And I, I take his point. Yeah, absolutely. Allegiance was the one where they got, where Picard got captured and they sent a sexy Picard in his place. I guess sexier, as you would, some would say. Like, where they were all in the space prison with the fish and the other guys and then... Do you remember this one? I'm having trouble. It's been a while since I watched it. Just uh, the phrase sexier Picard sent me down a rabbit hole. It's the one where... <laughs> we'll be back next week, guys. Um, <laughs> no, it is the one where um, Picard gets replaced by a by another Picard. And Picard's like, oh, I'm hot for Bev. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's like, hey, why don't you come over? Yeah. Why don't you come over, Bev? Not yeah, for morning quote tea unquote. But really, right. it's for getting it on. I remember that. And they were kind of the guys with the forward-facing nostrils and the rubber suits. Yeah, and they were studying. Uh, They're studying uh, what happened to be trapped, I guess, or authority. I don't know. Chris, here's what here's our deal. We're gonna make with you. We're gonna watch this episode, and then we're gonna talk about it next week. Briefly. Yeah, absolutely. On a future episode, because you deserve the kind of hard-hitting analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I would say even for two people who are as lax with the the uh, details as us, we should probably remember more than one thing about the episode. Yes, other than sexy Picard. Although, really, I mean, that sounds like probably the highlight of the episode. Would you care to dance? I thought you didn't dance. On special occasions. And then the one where Picard, the Picard from Six Hours in the Future, that was pretty early on. I don't remember what that one was called. I'll have to look that up. Here's what we're going to do. We'll do a Doppelgangers Part 2 episode lit in, Which, as, a part, as a part of our next thing. And let me tell thing. you, a Doppelganger Part 2 is really wonderfully thematic. In fact, you could make the argument that were Charlie and I smart enough, we could have planned it this way the whole time. Because a doppelganger episode needs a doppelganger episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to both wear goatees and gold belts. I feel like I have seen Into the Matrix right now. Oh, another reason why Next Generation's way better than the original series, they never, when they did those doppelganger episodes, they never gave, they didn't give people different facial hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember this episode. I totally know this episode. Right. And he has to figure out how to get out of the, out of the, thing and he thinks it's being he's being tested in like in a lab and they're sleeping on those like carbonite yeah, the benches 
benches, which are yeah. carbonite. That's another universe I'm aware. But they're sleeping there. They've encased yeah. him in carbonite. That's a different show. But the point yeah. being, yeah, I totally remember. And there was that like one, like she's like, oh, oh, I'm just a little poor alien ensign, yeah. and I don't know how to get out of here. And he's like, don't you, don't you worry, ma'am. But really, she was the, the, the lab tech. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah, I totally spoiled it. Sorry, guys. The alien was the bad guy. I spoiled it. Or you spoiled a 25-year-old TV show. <laughs> well, that's it for our doppelganger episode. <laughs> Megan ruined it again. Uh, so oh. yes, thank you, thank you for the suggestion, Chris. Uh, in the comment, he says he loves it and can't wait for future episodes. Oh, that's here. Nice. Are, here's a brief list of his episode suggestions. Okay. So we have a little bit of a backlog because Josh wrote in one last week, and I will look that up in just a second. Uh, so here are Christopher Pascal's uh, future episode suggestions. Excellent. Favorite historical figures on the show? Sure. You run into your Mark Twain's, your uh, Matt Fewers, even though he's a fictional historical figure. Uh, who else? Jack uh, London, I guess, was in that Mark Twain episode. Einstein makes a brief appearance. Einstein, Stephen Hawking. Uh... Uh, I feel like we're missing an obvious one. It's hard yeah. because they have all this sort of fictional stuff. You have to take the like the Moriarty's and the sure and the Robin Hoods out of the equation. So that's a great suggestion. Again, we're going to do some more research and uh, formulate some opinions <laughs> about this. Uh, he has uh, a second suggestion. I am loath to speak out loud uh, in kind of a Voldemort sense, uh, but he says. More Piscopo question mark? Piscopo <laughs> and other roles on the show. I guess that's how what would where would we like to see Piscopo cast? Oh, listen, this is a great question because in the in the spirit of you know, you hear about those like ancient American Indian tribes where they eat every part of the buffalo. Like yeah. we have to use how do we eat every part of the Piscopo? How do we apply right. Piscopo? Like, surely Piscopo is not useless. Surely Piscopo is not worth complete discarding. Surely there is a role, a space, a spot for Piscopo. I'd like to see Piscopo sing with Riker's Jazz Quartet. Beautiful. See? Wonderful. Still in the entertainment realm. I'm sure he's got a lovely singing voice. Yeah. He's got kind of the loungy Frank Sinatra type thing. He would be great in yeah. the jazz trio. Just not doing comedy. Here's the thing. Here, well, the, there's a BBC America. It's always on, so I, you know, I will obviously default to that if it's on TV. And the Piscopo episode was on. <laughs> um, they made such a huge deal about Moriarty coming to life, and like recognizing what he was. But in the Piscopo episode, he talks to Data like, "Hey, thanks for bringing me here." Yeah, like, like I'm not. I'm totally aware that I am a computer generated whatever yeah that episode was not thought through right <laughs> not at all yep. I, you know um, he looks nice in a tuxedo though I'll give him that Piscopo can wear that tuxedo yeah. I'd like to see him juggle some dilithium crystals sure I think that Are there they could a- be a circus element to to Star Trek I would like that he could call the captain and say Captain, there's a warp core breach. I'd like to hear him do that in kind of a loungy way. Sure. I'd like to see him put on a jumpsuit and explore some Jeffrey's tubes. Like, just a minute. I have to reach this security panel that we put in a really inconvenient spot in the ship. What if uh, uh, Piscopo's actually a Q? 
Oh, man. Woe is all of us, if that's true. What if he was a cube, but he has such low ambitions? He's like, what I really want to do is have everyone think I was a successful 20th century comedian. Right. Like, that's it. Talk about medium-sized dreamer. He's like, I have the power of the universe, but I just want to befriend this one android. That sounds a lot like what you would do, Megan. <laughs> I would be, I would definitely be in your Corbin Burnson, John Delancey spectrum of the queue. Actually, or the Olivia Davo, I think that was, she did a good job with her queue powers. Yeah, good times. Um, Corbin Burnson was fantastic. <laughs> Boy, he and he and Delancey were tripping over each other to chew the scenery oh, in that episode. Beautiful. My favorite yeah. part of that. So, to refresh our listeners, right? Corbin Burnson plays plays one of the other members of the Q continuum. And when Q was being punished by being turned human, right? He comes back and he has a whole like intervention with Q. And what's great about it is that so he shows up and he's wearing one of his um, human gray polyester unitards as they wear. It's a business unitard. Yeah, business unitard. And Corbin Burnson is talking about being human and he does this wonderful moment where he looks at his hand like, gross, I have a gross meat hand. And it's so yep. snobby and fabulous. Yeah, it's oh. great. That's great. Wonderful. Harry Hamlin just missed, missed out on guesting. Oh, man. As, as a cue? As anybody. Get mm. the whole L.A. Law classic cast in there sure yeah he was harry hamlin was has not had not yet graduated to his spooky serial killer phase of his career he was still in his handsome leading man phase right i would like them to reboot star trek and then cast harry hamlin as a as a q as joe piscopo as joe (laughs) (laughs) harry hamlin would make a better comic than piscopo larry drake a better comic than piscopo so many people susan day Susan Day deserves a better career. Get her in there. Cameron Mannheim. Was that her? Yeah, sure. Anybody. Yeah, Cameron Mannheim. The building from the LA Law. <laughs> <laughs> the city of Los Angeles, in corporeal form, would make a better comic than Piscopo. And that might sound a little something like this. <laughs> His next suggestion, favorite alien races. I got a soft spot in my heart for the Ferengi, I'll tell you. I sure. mean, not that we necessarily want to burn through all of these today, but I'll tell you, I like the Ferengi, even as, of course, you must despise them. I mean, they are the most despicable race. But that's why I kind of like them, because they're so short and horrible. And I just kind of want to grab them by the ears and, you know, kick them in the face. I really do like the ones where they're very mysterious, like the the ones where I played a quote of it last time, uh, where Picard had to speak to them in their weird language, or or they would be offended. <laughs> yeah, the weird, but, but they had the word klaxon, so it wasn't that weird. But it was also like, eh, eh. you heard it. I won't play it again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I like those guys. I like all of the people they have kind of fleeting glances with the people who were going to kill the uh native american settlers on the planet are those people that were going to resettle their planet they had seeded their this colonized world to these insects yes i like the beautiful people who didn't wear clothes who wanted to kill wesley oh the napkin guys yeah yeah the napkin people anybody who wants to kill wesley is is okay (laughs) 
I like the planet where Picard had the fantasy life there, or the, the probe gave him all the memories. Oh, those guys I love were, that episode. Those guys are pretty cool. He plays that little piccolo. Yeah. And then he lives a whole life. Yep. And he's like, no, for real, there's a ship. And they're like, okay, Dad, but sell, help us solve this water shortage. And he's like, I can't. Because I'm old, now I'm dying. And then he's back on the ship, and he lived a whole lifetime, and he still has the piccolo, and he gets to come out and play it every once in a while. Oh, yeah. It's so sad. And then he duets with the sexy astrologer. Oh, yes. Mm. The sexy astrologer. Piccolo, Picard suite for piccolo and piano. Boy, he's so easy. What a pushover, that guy. Right. He's like, any excuse to get in my shorty pajamas. I'm going to put on my shorty pajamas, open to the navel. No woman can resist me. Which, P.S., is true. That's just the truth. Um, <laughs> more on that when we watch Allegiance. We'll see how sexy Picard uh, handled that. It's coming up. Coming up. Doppelganger 2. Uh, and then his final suggestion, an all-data episode. Which sure. we definitely talked about. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Data needs more more love than our podcast has given him. Yeah. So, Megan, what do you feel like? What tickles your fancy right now? Well, I wanted to follow up on our last episode. We were talking about kids in space. Kids in space! And I wanted to go back to, we talked about teenagers on the ship, and how we see, like, we see the little kids in the school, but we don't ever really see, like, the teenagers. And it made me think about... First of all, do you think there's a lot of teenagers on the ship? You get the impression that maybe there's not a lot of teenagers. No, I don't think so. I mean, Wesley had those ski buddies, but they never they weren't around that much. Yeah. And then I thought, well, maybe it's because once you have teenagers, like, you don't want to be in Starfleet anymore or something. Because the teenagers... Mm-hmm. And here's, what I, here's where I'm going with it, right? Because, like, do they have prom on the Enterprise? Do they do they TP people? I don't know if this was a big thing when you were growing up, Charlie, in your neighborhood in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas, if people TP'd other people. But, oh, of course. But the TP culture, the toilet papering of someone's yard culture, was big in East Des Moines, Iowa. Sure. And but how, I mean, can you imagine TPing on the Enterprise? You can you imagine how pissed Jordy LaForge would be if he came down to find. Say the engineering room TP'd with well, like shaving cream. TP? What would you TP? I mean, everything is like, I guess you'd have to use shaving cream because there's no, I mean, the engineering is the only place that you could hang that anything could be hung on. Yes. Like everything is just flat surfaces and carpet. Yes, that's right. Hang on just a second, Charlie. Honey, I'm up here. Ugh. Hang on just a second. Okay. While she's gone, you guys, Megan stepped away to take care of her kid. I'm really, I'm sick of carrying this dead weight we need to jettison her from this podcast <laughs> i'm looking for a new co-host i have returned all right great all right sorry about that what were we talking about we were talking about tping the enterprise and how difficult it would be yeah because everything's so smooth everything is concave you know a, a an old co-worker of mine told me about a, a a practical joke they played in his old office uh i think back in the uk um where they would, if somebody's uh, office was carpeted, they would water the carpet and then throw down um, cress seeds. Uh, cress is like a little uh, sprout type of plant. 
and it, it will grow anywhere. It doesn't even need soil to grow. All it needs is water. So you just they threw it on the ground. And so this person would come back from vacation or whatever, and they would have a little lawn <laughs> as far deep as the water, you know, in the front of their office, which I think is great. That's fabulous. Right? I bet it was very spa-like. Or gross. Well, it goes back to your moss uh, bath mat. Yeah, the moss which, bath mat. Which sounded great initially, but I'm, I'm kind of on board that it's like, ugh. Yeah, it's the kind that. of thing that you think, at first glance, you go, oh, awesome. And the more you think about it, you go, yikes. Yeah. I don't know if I want any part of that biosystem. The other thing right. is, I saw somebody, on a related note, I saw on social media, someone had posted a picture of, of flip-flops that were all grassy inside. Uh-huh, yeah. Same kind of idea. Again, you're yeah. taking the germiest, grossest part that your, that your flesh touches and and makes that manifest. Like, yeah, there really is living things. Look, you can see them with your naked eye. Right. It's the it's the reason that our, you know, our ancestors, first thing they did, kill an animal, wrap its carcass around their feet. Yes. Because <laughs> 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 they first they tried wrapping the carcass around the feet without killing the animal, and that was awkward and strange. Yeah. They were like, Trial this and is- error. This isn't That's what it was back well. in those days. Yeah. What if we killed the animal first? Right. Hmm. No way. No way. We'll go overboard with that. <laughs> Said caveman. The obsession with vengeance would be passed from generation to generation, and with each act of retribution, the violence would escalate. It's. Not unlike much of the history of my own planet. So, uh, Clint Trucks uh, tweets in. He says, in the most recent episode of Set Phasers, Charlie Fonville says the words, quote, them dangled Ferengi, and hashtags it with, huge Texas nerd. Fair enough. I did say them dangled Ferengi. I did. I am happy to admit that. I was hanging out with my parents for a week when the baby came. Maybe a little bit of the old vernacular rubbed off. <laughs> but I, I think dangles, it's a pretty good turn of phrase. i tell you what I like about it, Charlie, is that it, al- it allows you to be dismissive and condescending and yet also appreciative at the same time. That's right. Because you say the dangle Ferengi, like you're dismissing them, and it's a little condescending, but it's also sort of like, aw, those right. Ferengi. Like there's it, something about a, it that's kind of like, it's affectionate. that dangle sure. Ferengi, there's something that's kind of yeah. cute about it. That's quaint. I mean, the Texans uh, are nothing if not efficient with their language, y'all. My favorite Texanism as a aside is uh, if if someone is uh, stupid, if you say uh, they couldn't pour piss out of a boot if the instructions were written on the heel. <laughs> that is the greatest <laughs> phrase in the English language, I think. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so good. The imagery. I tell you, Dr. Phil is a huge charlatan, but I really loved listening to uh, the way that he would describe things. Like when he'd say, well, that dog don't hunt. You're like, right. oh, Dr. Phil. Who's the bigger charlatan, uh, Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz? Oh, Dr. Oz is totally the bigger charlatan. Hang on just a second. Yeah, honey. Megan is here. Oh, wonderful. Are, is your doppelganger here? <laughs> My neighbor is here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what just happened was Megan's son just came into the room and said, Megan's here <laughs> to Megan. And so it's a little, it's a little weird, but actually... Is my and I'm carrying you with me, Charlie, so that you can see that I do indeed have a neighbor named Megan. Hi, 
we're recording our podcast, and Zan came up and said, Megan's here, and we were talking about doppelgangers on TV shows, and we're like, it's your doppelganger! So I wanted to prove that you exist. Hang on a second, Charlie. I love pickles! Megan loves pickles, you guys. Sif is just a fun exclusive. Megan Gogarty loves pickles. I'm really sorry. Uh, don't be. That was gold. Um, my neighbor dropped over pickles. Homemade pickles. And you love pickles. Let me tell you what. I live in Iowa. That's what happened just now. <laughs> in case you're like, does she really live in Iowa? Is Iowa everything that I thought it would be? The answer is yes. My neighbor just stopped by. Here's some homemade pickles for you. And I said, yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thanks for the pickles. You know what I give the neighbors? Nothing. I'm the worst neighbor. No, here's what I give my neighbors. Shout outs on this podcast. Thanks, Megan. My neighbor, Megan, for the, for the pickles. These two societies are intertwined in a symbiotic relationship. With one society profiting at the expense of the other. That's how you see it. Do you like pickles? I do, sure. I'm a big fan of Tony Paco pickles. I don't know if you've ever had those. I haven't. He doesn't come to my house and drop things off. No, I, well, yeah, you don't know anything about commercial goods. <laughs> you guys just have, you guys just deliver, or you, you specifically just get things delivered. They're like, oh, Megan and Chris, they don't, they can't support themselves. Those poor kids. Let's bring them some pickles. <laughs> guys, if you want to thank us for this podcast, Please send pickles. Attention, Megan Gogarty, <laughs> Iowa City, Iowa. You just say Megan's house. Megan's house. Not Megan Doppelganger, but main Megan. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. And if it gets delivered to the wrong Megan, the wrong Megan will just deliver it to you. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. It's like a game of telephone, only with pickles, and nothing goes astray. I love pickles! Jenna writes in, also says, Troy Space Baby, no. That reverse Benjamin Button thing was whack. I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> no, it's, it's for real. Jenna, though, also, to be fair, has a bit of a weak stomach because then she also told me on Twitter that maybe she wasn't sure if she could get on board with the necklace made of human baby toes. I can't believe she would second guess you about <laughs> baby toe necklaces. You're on thin ice, Jenna. Let me tell you, they're going to hit the hot topic pretty soon and all the kids are going to want baby toe necklaces. It's going to be the new hot thing. Do you think there were pickles on the Enterprise? Do you think they were common? Oh. Why didn't Guinan have jars of pickled eggs on the 10 forward bar? Yeah, it's a good question. Our little No one ever had a th- like a little bowl of peanuts or anything, a little bowl of pretzels. No, well, they, they were all very aware of their body mass index. N- sure. Maybe not Those uniforms are unforgiving. Unforgiving polyester <laughs> uniforms. Can't be snacking their way. There's no craft services on the Enterprise. Forget it. God, there should have been one just fat crew guy. <laughs> and then, like, how great would it have been if if Barkley had just been fat? And then they would make him clean out the Jeffrey's tubes just on, as a mean joke. Sure, Nick, you'd see his little legs flailing. <laughs> they were like, ha, ha. Oh, no, there's no fat shaming <sighs> in the 24th century. I'm not saying you shame. I was. I was. Make, I was saying. I was being. I was. That's you, the ugly side. You were shaming. Megan Gogarty uh, detests fat people. <laughs> Here's a big piece of viewer mail. 
it's a, it's a little bit old, but it's uh, it's still real, uh, really interesting. What? Uh, it seems that Joe Piscopo broke a little 2016 presidential campaign news. What? Donald Trump's former campaign manager who got fired slash quit. I don't know. I'm trying not to pay attention. Yeah, sure. He went on uh, Piscopo's morning show to talk about uh, his thing with the campaign. I was afraid that you were going to say that he was going to run for office. And then his campaign slogan could be anybody for Piscopo. Like anybody for Piscopo? Like any anyone? Does anyone want me on the ballot? What if the logo was like Jeb Bush's logo and just said Piscopo exclamation mark? I mean, clearly. You can't say Piscopo without an implied exclamation point. That is going to be on the merch store. Piscopo! Alright, everybody. Thanks. That's episode 12. Boom. The dozenth episode of Set Phasers to Fun in the can. We did it. Nice job. Um, it was a group effort. Thanks for tweeting. Thank you for tweeting. T- thanks for your emails. Thanks for the episode suggestions. So now we have a good backlog of... Uh, of topics to discuss and yet somehow all um, our episodes end up with us just kind of breezing about stuff off topic uh we're changing also the name of the podcast to off topic breezing <laughs> with megan and charlie <laughs> <laughs> and the logo is us in hammocks across from in some palm trees with with Pass, blender drinks passing a jar of pickles <laughs> <laughs> pickleback cock pickleback tropical cocktails <laughs> delicious if you want to get in touch and we hope you do please do uh our email address is set phasers to fun pod at gmail.com our twitter handle is at set phasers pod so hit that up uh and our shopify merch store is set phasers to fun with dashes in between each of those words dot my it's also going to be in the uh sidebar over there and in the episode description so uh, get on it. We're in the big leagues now. It feels good. Overwhelming and good. I think we're ready. We're ready. I would like the following things to happen. If you see another Set Phasers okay. to Fun fan on the street, I would like you to shout, shut up Wesley and throw a pickle at them. That's going to be the <laughs> thing. <laughs> Maybe, or let me just throw this out. Possibly... We could find another way that was not quite so uh, violent. Maybe uh, anybody put Piscopo and a hearty thump on the back. Secret hand. Come up with a secret handshake. Here's your homework for this week, guys. Come up with a secret handshake. Put it up on YouTube. Send it to us. <laughs> yes. For set phasers. Yes, I yeah. love it. For the for the set phasers crowd. We're counting on you. It should be something like live long and pickle. <laughs> Shut up, Wesley.